Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. I take a deep breath in. And I release it, bringing myself into this one precious moment. I let go of anything that has come before and anything that has come after as I settle into the right here and the right now. And I know that there is one, one source of everything that I see, touch, hear, do, experience, one thought. And I know that the energy of that source flows through me as me and through each and every one here as each and every one here. God, in so many different, beautiful manifested forms, human, animal, rock, plant. And so this morning I celebrate that as I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul to listen as Reverend Diana talks about human mind, God mind. And with that feeling of the oneness, that there is only one and I am that, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning. If you're new with us today, I don't see anyone here, but online there may be. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And we welcome you home to our community and we welcome you home to your own mystic heart. And so we begin our Teze experience this morning with the joining of voices in song or in chant. Oh, 
begin our meditative journey this morning by closing the eyes if you're comfortable doing so and settling into this space becoming aware of the breath we cultivate the ability to allow our breath to anchor us deeply rooted in the present moment. The past has come to completion. The future has yet to be created. And in the sacred moment of here and now, we enter into ritual. We form and hold a powerful vision Together we envision a web of consciousness surrounding and infusing the earth 
we see and feel ourselves to be a point of radiant light in that web. And we recognize every human as a spark of divinity. We expand our vision to include every creature, every plant, every rock and grain of sand, the soil beneath our feet, the water, the clouds and the wind, the heavenly bodies, the stars, the moon, the sun, all aglow with the light of spirit. I feel and know that my light is enmeshed with your light and with the light of all of creation there is only one. Sensing our interconnectedness we acknowledge our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another to all life forms and to the planet that sustains us all. Grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme, honoring the sacred. And we move in the direction of acknowledging the one mind as both human mind and God mind. We begin every Teze and every affirmative prayer with the recognition that there is only one source, one life, one thing going on here. And that one thing is God emanating and expressing itself as all of creation. We believe in one power, God power, in one life, God's life, in one mind, God mind. And yet, each of us has an individual capacity for thought, analysis, and choice. Each of us has a human mind. We might call the one mind consciousness or awareness. You may know it as the universal intelligence that runs in and through and expresses as all that is. 
you might understand it to be the field of infinite potential. You might call it God, Spirit, Creator, any number of other names. But words can never define the infinite. As Lao Tzu spoke in ancient times, the Tao that can be expressed is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be defined is not the unchanging name. In our modern era, Dr. Larry Dossey offers his scientific language. The one mind is the overarching, inclusive dimension to which all the mental components of all individual minds belong. But let's consider the perspective of Unity Minister Linda Martella Witset. She directs us to the first three words in the Hebrew Torah. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, good. God or good is in the beginning, the origin of every vision, of every hope and dream. In the beginning, one mind. The headwaters of a river are the starting point or source, just as the source of all ideas is one mind, out of which all ideas flow. Rather than in the beginning, I have also heard it translated in beginnings, in all beginnings, God, in all beginnings, one source one life. In all new ideas or new undertakings, one mind. There is something about the idea of one mind that challenges us. If all ideas stem from one mind, does that mean that harmful or negative thoughts have their roots in that same mind? In God mind? This is where the human mind comes in. 
Each of us has a set of filters, thoughts, beliefs, opinions, experiences that color the lens through which ideas flow, causing us to misinterpret the ideas in the one mind. A spiritual quality or idea might be wholeness. The body is made for healing and heals naturally. But my beliefs and experiences change my perception. So my body is at the mercy of my environment. Another idea in the mind of God might be absolute abundance. There may even be evidence in nature to support this idea. But my own filters cause my perception to be there is never enough of what I need. This is the human mind at work. The human mind is made up of the conscious mind, that which we are aware of, and the subconscious mind, that which we are unaware of. Ninety-five percent of the time we are acting from our subconscious not realizing why things happen the way they do. What a blessing to know that we can choose to encourage our human mind to move in the direction of alignment with the one mind. As soon as we become aware that we are at choice, we can choose to redirect our mistaken thinking to what we know as absolute truth. We can become aware of the stories that have been running us and let them go. Trade them in for new, more empowering stories. Bring it on Everything new, everything different, everything true. I am ready for my next thing to do. Oh, I know it's gonna be everything new. I'm through crying, I'm through waiting. Through hoping against all hope I'm through longing for something gone That'll never return Think I've finally learned So bring it on Everything new Everything different 
gonna be everything new I'm through grieving I'm through dreaming That the life I have is ever coming back No more wishing On someone else's star That'll never be mine I think it's time to bring it on Everything new, everything different Everything true, I am ready For my next thing to do Oh, I know it's gonna be everything new I've survived many times before Broken heart and slamming door I'll be alright, yes I will Once more, just as I did back then I'm gonna rise again So bring it on Everything new Everything different Everything true I am ready For my next thing to do Oh, I know It's gonna be everything new So What a powerful and positive stance. Bring it on. Bring it on. The spirit within us allows us to take anything that comes with grace, should we choose to. We use the power of imagination to create our, create our life's experiences. Whether we're aware we're doing it or not makes no difference. The pictures we form in our human minds are creative. With our conceiving power, we catch an idea. Which is to say, we make it our own, filtering it through our human consciousness. The character of the consciousness determines the quality 
of its imaginings. A fearful consciousness imagines the worst, drawing upon personal experience and a collective consciousness of fear for ideas. A fearful consciousness can bring about actual physical symptoms as well. It is helpful to know that we are equally as capable of imagining the best as the worst. Imagining the best is an innate evolutionary drive that becomes easier with practice. We can practice conceiving of harmony when undergoing challenges. We can conceive of our loved one's wholeness during his or her illness. Our conceiving power is unlimited. Spirit, divine wisdom, infinite intelligence, absolute awareness, the unified field. All these labels are our feeble human attempts to describe the great mystery, the essence of all of creation. The nicknames God, Allah, Yahweh, Buddha mind, Christ consciousness, all allude obliquely to the one source, the no thing at the heart of all things. Whatever that source is, let's call it God for convenience, it expresses in, through, and as everything, including us. And although divine beingness is all that we are, we are not all that God is. Human beings are finite and can only express spirit in limited ways. Our love, intelligence, and power are constrained by our embodiment of these divine traits. Our human mind is simply our use of divine mind. But just as our sight is limited to the electromagnetic frequencies that our eyes can perceive, and our hearing is restricted to a narrow range of sound frequencies, our intelligence is but a fraction of the mind of God. Our spiritual practices expand our ability to access more and more of the divine intelligence. The purpose of this meditation is to strengthen our ability to access more of the cosmic consciousness, to make ourselves a vehicle through which divine love, life, peace, beauty, and truth find their way into our human world, to be the hands, feet, and voice of God, bringing comfort and compassion to humankind, to manifest heaven on earth. As we move into the sacred silence, consider this. The spirit that dwells within us is the same almighty God that created all that is. The infinite is not just out there, it is within us as well. Inner space 
is unlimited also. As we turn our attention inward, let us explore new domains, new possibilities, new inspirations. Let us ask, what is being called forth from me right now? What does the world need now that only I can provide? What is the most powerful and effective use of this divine life that is living through me? Allowing the music now to gently bring our awareness back into this time and place. 
we allow our gratitude to flow forth freely. Grateful for this sacred life, for this time of blessed communion together, and for the inspiration and encouragement to express more of our divine qualities. Thank you, God, for everyone and everything. I invite you to know with me now that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. As Reverend Diana continues her message, we allow her inspired words to find their divine home in our heart of hearts, the Word of God entering the Holy Temple, expanding our human mind into a greater expression of God-mind. Going back to the Hebrew scripture, God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and then let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Notice that in this verse of the Jewish creation mythology, God refers to themselves in the plural. One interpretation of our image and likeness might be with all of the qualities of spirit inherently given of the same essence, the same substance. Given dominion over the fish and birds and livestock and every creeping thing, we note the difference between dominion or self-mastery and domination, physical control over another. Symbolically, animals represent our thoughts. Birds and fish, those thoughts that align with spiritual awareness or God qualities. Freedom, abundance, and infinite possibility. The livestock, representing those thoughts that are in line with material consciousness. And the creeping things, those thoughts that would be best transformed into something more life-affirming. We are given dominion over all of the thoughts of our mind. 
from Genesis chapter 2. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. We were given the power to label things, to give them names. And whatever we name them, that is what they become in our experience. We have the power to create our experience according to our perception, according to our word. I invite you to join me as we close in affirmative prayer, knowing that there is only one life, one heart, one mind, and I call that one God, expressing themselves as all of creation. And so in this sacred moment, I know for each one here that the human mind is best used to bring us into alignment with the divine. I know that each of us has the power of choice and recognizes that choice from moment to moment as we move through our daily lives this week. I know that each one of us senses and feels when the human mind is running us out of control. And I know that each of us has the power to stop, to breathe, and to listen to whatever divine mind has for us in that moment. And so each of us is fully empowered. We commit this week to give our attention to the human mind, to the divine mind, and to practice knowing the difference. I give thanks for the awareness that each one carries within their being. I give thanks for this community and all of the blessings that it brings into my life and into all of our lives. I'm so grateful for this time that we share each week, knowing that it feeds us and helps us to stay grounded in the truth. And so grateful and grounded I release this prayer knowing absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is doing its work, its work is done, and so we let it be, as together we affirm, saying, and so it is. Amen. So I invite you to begin, if you haven't already, to 
gently open your eyes, becoming aware of the atmosphere around you, <coughs> becoming aware of your own senses, your own body, how it feels in the chair. And as it is time for us to close the Teze portion of our service today, we offer you the opportunity to share of your financial good with this community for the work that it does if you choose to do so. And if you're joining us online, you can find a donate button and our mailing address at mysticheart.org. We thank you all in advance for your gifts. If you feel so called, this is simple and you can certainly sing along. I've got the music, I've got the music down in my soul. Down in my soul. I've got the music. I've got the music down in my soul.
So right here and now we acknowledge these gifts as they are given. So grateful for everyone. Grateful for the time, the skill, the talent, the treasure, the love, the support that each member and friend brings to our community so that we can grow and expand it and pass it on in the world. That's what we're here for. And so we accept and receive these blessings from your heart to ours. And so it is. Amen. So briefly, as we conclude, um, the next half starts at 10.30. Should you decide to stay with us today, you will get to see a little more about how to recognize the divine mind and the human mind and tell the difference. Um, we are still working on our second acre of farmland to be ge generated by farmers with the support of Farmers Footprint. So. Just so you know, our coffee and food donations are still going to Farmer's Footprint this month. And so join us in our closing Taze song. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. Success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. God bless. Good morning, Mystic Heart. Good morning. Good morning. In the room and in the Zoom and on Facebook. Welcome. Please let my words speak for you. Here in this one precious moment, I take a deep breath in. breathe it out, allowing my body to relax. 
bringing myself into this present now, letting go of anything that has come before and anything that might come after. Feel the silence, joyful, loving. And in this space, I open my heart, I open my mind, and I open my soul as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana this morning and her words of wisdom, knowing that I and each person here will receive exactly the nourishment that I need, that we need. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda, for creating such a beautiful and open space for us to gather today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're here with us online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I am the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Art Spiritual Center. And we welcome you home to our community and to your own mystic heart. Thank you to all who are both in the house and online for making mystic heart a part of your Sunday morning. And so we invite you to get up and move if you want to, or wave your hands in the air, or join us in song as we get going this morning for a conscious conversation. Mystic heart in the house. Welcome, Barbara. Celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit gave us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through the prayer. And anything's possible through so prayer. Welcome to mystic heart all right family here we go everybody get up on your feet see the light in everybody you meet everybody get up on your feet see the
God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. Love is my source, love is my power, love gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, love gives me everything I need. Peace is my source, peace is my power, peace gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, peace gives me everything I need. Joy is my source, joy is my power, joy gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, joy gives me everything I need. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything One more time with God. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. And I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. God gives me everything I need. God gives me everything I need. Go, John, go. Good morning. So feel the vibration in here with us all singing and moving and feeling the presence of God in the body. Last week we spent the whole week on the body temple and that is always present if we remain aware to it. There's always that energy of life flowing through us that we can sense. And so if you, if you choose to, I want to give permission. There are people who like to stand doing their visioning and their affirmation or their prayer work because it feels good. And I'm one of these people, so I'm giving myself permission to stand up here if I choose to and fully receive the energy that I feel coming through. Now, some people sit and do that. Some people like to hold their hands out in some way to sense energy. So whatever feels good to you as we're praying or visioning, please feel free to, you know, don't be self-conscious. Just do what feels right for you. But however you position your body, I invite you for a moment to close your eyes, if you're comfortable doing that, and hold out your hands so that they're not touching anything. And I ask you first a question. With your eyes closed and your hands extended, how do you know that your hands are there? Other than your analytical mind saying, of course my hands are at the end of my arms. Sense it. Sense it. Do you feel the energy when you focus on hands, the energy in your hands comes to life? 
The same would be true if you focused on feet. The energy in your feet comes to life with your attention. Now join me as you embody the energy of God, of the presence of God, all throughout your body, sensing its movement. Join me in sacred ritual as we embody our connection with spirit. Feel your feet rooted to the earth. Feel the energy moving up through your feet and flowing all through your body. Feel the power of creation moving through you as together we hold a powerful vision of a love-soaked world. A world where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide every single life. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion and care for our planet as the sacred home that it is. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food and water, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, healthy relationships and right livelihood and creative contribution and a sense of deep and powerful belonging. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and their light. Where the peace we cultivate within us shows up in our world as a world free of violence and hatred. We're creating a world that knows no greed. Where there is abundance in simply having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, Every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessings are freely flowing at all times. Like the prophet Nehemiah, we are doing a good work and we cannot come down. We will not come down. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but it is inevitable we take the necessary steps toward its creation. We call it forth from the realm of infinite possibility, knowing that it is taking form right here and right now as we hold and sense and speak our vision into form. We align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding, and we give thanks, letting it be seeing it as done, and so it is. Amen. Hmm. Hang on to that energy for just a moment. Feel it as it 
just enlivens your whole body. Our prayer envisioning together as a group, it, it cranks up the energy notch just a little bit, doesn't it? Imagine how good it must be for your physical body to take part in that kind of prayer. Imagine how good that is for the human mind to engage in that sort of visioning. What if you spent time with that vision every day? Maybe you do. This morning our topic has been human mind, divine mind, through our Tese. We spent time contemplating the creative power of our human minds and how many times we are unconsciously creating as we move through the world. That we are always creating one way or the other, whether we realize it or not. And we talked about the one mind, God mind, and how we can use our human mind to guide us to higher ground, back into closer alignment with the truth of who we are, who we're here to be. So are you ready for some listening, some reflection, and some conscious conversation? Because I'm ready to hear what you all have to say today about this topic. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> that was the song from Taze. <laughs> Bring it on. So I'm going to change things up just a little bit. Instead of starting with a direct question, I'm going to start with a short reading for you to listen to. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, it's very short. It's from something that I studied this week, and some of you, if you're in Wednesday's class, might recognize it. Life has a way of getting our attention. <laughs> For the longest time, I didn't want change. But now, change wanted me. <laughs> I had come to the end of one way of being, but I hadn't found a new way forward. What is the first thing that comes to mind listening to those sentences? Fear of change. Fear of change. Okay. Patience. Patience. I don't know what's coming and I need to just let it happen. Okay, I don't know what's coming. I need to be patient and just let it happen. Resistance is futile. Resistance <laughs> is futile. Imagination. Imagination? What the new vision will be. Okay, so imagination for what the new vision might be. Anticipation. Anticipation. So whatever your first response was, or reaction, depending. Was it your human mind or your divine mind that was your first response? Human. Human for you, okay. My first response was impatience. Human. <laughs> Hence the word patience also right. came up. Anybody else? Oh, the resistance. The humor probably came from God mind because it's true, but the resistance was came from my human experience of right. resisting change. And okay. 
how so successful I was at that. So the idea of resistance comes from human mind, for sure. So how do we know when we're able to say, well, that was human mind or that was divine mind, how do we know that? What is it in there that's making that call? If it's balanced and inclusive. Okay. If it's balanced and inclusive, it's more in alignment with for all. divine for mind. For good of all. Yeah, for good of all, divine mind. I like embracing the mystery. Okay. Embracing the mystery. Reminds me of the divine mind. Okay. Adding an extra dimension to my normally two-dimensional world. All right. Good. Nice. The human mind's a habitual response. The human mind's a habitual response. It's a habit. It's a pattern. Very often. And it's based not all the time but sometimes in fear. So anytime fear comes up or resistance comes up, you're in human mind, you're in, in old patterns, you're in human experience. I think when the divine speaks through us, there's a quality of newness, something we couldn't have figured out on our, on our own with our human resources. Okay. There's an inspiration that happens. Yeah, divine inspiration definitely is like a download from divine mind. We don't know where that came from. I, I was um, in another study group um, working with the book by Emily Cady called Lessons in Truth. And there's a, a really, from my perspective, a radical notion that... Um, what God or spirit wants you to experience is on its way to you before you even think of it. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so that in essence when you're really uh, aligned every thought you have is divine. So when you're in alignment with your highest self, with your God self, with God, however you want to name that, every thought that comes through is of divine mind. And is on its way to you before your human mind is even aware that it's coming. That's the inspiration or the revelation that you were talking about. The insight, the newness, yeah. So if you're in fear, chances are your human mind has got the best of you. If you're coming from a place of love and deep consideration and compassion, chances are divine mind is winning the, the race. <laughs> if you are feeling contracted, that's ego, that's human, fear-based. If you're feeling expansive, open, generous, mm -hmm. giving, <clears throat> divine. divine mind. If you're feeling reactionary, human. defensive, <laughs> ego, human mind. If you're feeling more responsive, careful in your words, thoughts, actions, 
probably you're more in alignment with your own divinity in that time. Do we bounce back and forth? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Okay, here's another short sentence for you to sit with. How do you, how do you feel? What comes to mind first? It took your whole life to get you here. So now what? <laughs> What's calling you? A chance to do something different. A chance to do something different. You know, to live my life differently than it has been in the past. Okay. So a chance to live my life differently than it's been in the past. Experience, yeah. Nice. And I had a heart. My heart is calling me over here. Yeah. An internal desire to change or be different in the world. An internal desire to change or be different in the world. So not because society tells you you should or your friends or your neighbors think you should. Something in you. Okay. Anybody else have a sense around that one? Could you repeat, could you say it again? I can. It took your whole life to get you here. So now what? What is calling you? God. God. And, and even if things are pretty good and you don't want them to necessarily be completely different, right. we can always envision something better vision, more heaven on earth, more love, more abundance, more right. compassion. Yes, this doesn't have to mean that you're unhappy with your life or that things are not going well, but just you can always envision more. Divine evolution. Divine evolution. Joy and happiness. Joy and happiness are calling Barbara. Mm -hmm. Yay. That would be a sense of connection with all um, of the universe. I'm blown away how I feel much more connected to the rest of the universe as I know it. Even the stars that I cannot see but I know are there mm -hmm. are, are, are allowing me to, to understand the depth of the dim dimension. That's what I come here for. I didn't know it until this morning. Uh, that extra dimension, um, that's the mystery, the mystic heart. That's the mystery that I'm no longer afraid of. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, and, and it it's beckons me to know more. And here I am in the center of it all. Beautiful. And that's just... It's <laughs> pretty big, huh? Yeah. yeah. And it can feel really big. So now, let's take this bigness, this mystery of it all, this goodness that's calling us, this joy that's calling us, and let's bring it down to Earth in this body, in this lifetime that each of us is currently living. What is calling us in terms of how joy shows up? for us, through us, in our lives, or how this sense of connectedness shows up specifically. Because 
it's, it's beautiful and wonderful to spend whatever periods of time we do during the day in our meditation, our prayer, our prayerful walking, our connection with nature, our imagining the, the largeness of the stars at night. Whatever it is we do to practice is all beautiful and, I think, for me, necessary. And then I have to step out of that reverie and be a human on the planet, a vessel through which all of that that I experienced can come through into the world. Dr. Ernest Holmes used to say that we can become so spiritual that we're no earthly good. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. yeah. Serve everyone. Serve everyone. So you are called to serve everyone, and that's how it shows up through you. That's how it expresses itself. Beautiful. So even if you don't have a specific right now, that could be put on your homework list for this week. How does this divinity want to show up through me? Acts of kindness. Acts of kindness. Generosity. It no. doesn't have to look like grand things. Doesn't mean judgmental love. Huh? Non-judgmental loving energy. Non-judgmental, so unconditional loving energy. Thankfulness. Thankfulness. Huge. Creativity. Creativity. Allowing space for people to be who they are. Oh, allowing space for people to be who they are. Being better today than I was yesterday. Being better today than I was yesterday. Graciousness. Graciousness. Imagination. Imagination. And zeal. Zeal. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a Wednesday class, I can tell. <laughs> zeal doesn't come up very often unless you're taking a Wednesday class. Enthusiasm, yeah. And aligning our thoughts and our actions with our vision of the love-soaked world. Aligning our thoughts and our visions and our actions with that vision that we have of a love-soaked world. So is what I'm thinking right now in alignment with that world? Because what I'm thinking is creative. Is what I'm speaking right now in alignment with that world? Are my actions? I do my best, but I can tell you that mine are not always in alignment. It's getting better and better and better with practice. And that's what it takes, is practice. Yeah. Let me see. I went way off, which is cool. So I'm going to turn a page. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about this already, but are there other ways that Divine Mind speaks to you? How do you know it's Divine Mind speaking to you? We got, we got some, some of that in here. Is there anything else that comes to you? Because there's a couple things we didn't really touch on. Meditation. Okay, through meditation, divine mind can come. You could separate what 
the subconscious is telling you and kind of filter that out. Okay. Subconscious may be putting out old thoughts that don't serve you as good. All right. So the old thoughts that don't serve you can settle down and new, more uplifting thoughts can come through in meditation and you don't know where they came from because they just, there they are. Right? That's one way, a couple ways that can happen. Yes? And through conversation, words from other people interacting, ideas that they may share that kind of hit you like, ah, I never yeah. thought of that. Conversation with other people, listening deeply to the wisdom that's all around you. It's within you, but it's also all around you. That's why we're doing this. Even a song on the radio comes on hmm? at that particular moment and you associate it with, right. with something that can be a divine reminder. A song can come on the radio. Yeah. A book can fall off a shelf while you're dusting. <laughs> and open to a page. And you look at it and go, oh, I needed to hear that. I never thought of that. The teacher's always there. The teacher is always there. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And we're all students, and we're all teachers. And the teacher can show up in any form. In any form. So never doubting that if it's before you, it is for you. Speaking of that, I, I saw um, Lucinda giving something to uh, Sophie the dog this morning and out of it, I saw Sophie's leg come up as if she was begging and I realized, well, how wonderful. She's not ashamed to to offer her thanks in a way That's for right. a gift. And, and in, in that form, a, a dog really taught me something this morning. That's right. Lovely to not have the kind of forebrain we have that gives us all of our second guessing and analysis. She doesn't have to analyze. She just knows she's loved and she's loved. Let it be. Let it be. And accepting. And accepting. Great lessons from our pets. Yes, the accepting part, the surrender. Yeah. So divine mind, when I experience it, is more global. It's not so centered on me. Me, me, me. Mine, mine. Me, mine. Me, mine. Me, mine. It's concerned about the good of the whole. It's more about how can I help than what can you offer me. It's more cooperative. Sometimes it does come through insight or intuition. And divine mind can speak through our intuitive sense for sure. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears just a teeny bit, but I'll bring it back to this, I promise. What is transformation? Change. <laughs> Change? Okay. Moving from one to another. Moving from one to another. Reprogramming. Reprogramming. Expanding your thoughts. Okay. Expanding your thoughts, thinking differently. Dropping things that you don't need in order to allow the true self of who you are to come through. Okay. Dropping that part that you no longer need to allow your true self to come through. Like 
it kind of means rebuilding from the ground up. Rebuilding from the ground up. God, this sounds like a lot of work, you guys. <laughs> this is sounding like a lot of work. But you know what? Transformation. Yes, go ahead. Resisting is a lot of work. <laughs> Resisting is more work than transforming. <laughs> For sure. Because in truth, transformation is an organic process. It's natural. You see it in nature all the time. And it's inevitable. How many of us look or feel like we did when we were two? Or hopefully act like we did when we were two? <laughs> hopefully not. We've all transformed every step and stage of the way all through our lives. And we haven't had to work hard at it in terms of our physical change. It just happens. We're transformed. Every day, cells die off and cells are reborn. And transformation is always happening. But our true self never changes. Our true self never changes. So transformation can be said to be a continual process of moving to a new stage of life that transcends the old one, but includes the old one. What does that mean? Transcend and include. Well, the Apostle Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your that mind. That implies that the mind is constant. Your mind is, is always part of you. Mm -hmm. but, there's a, but there's always a part of it that is going to be new and be, uh, I don't know, better is not a great word, but it's, you know, it's you're moving forward mm -hmm. towards something new. Okay. I think it's the connections we make, the understandings we gather along the way. So all of it was necessary to get to where you were, and mm -hmm. it's a refinement and a continual refinement. Continual refinement. Nice way to describe it too. Sounds like evolution. Sounds well, evolution, transcend and include, transcend and include. Yeah. Yes, Senator. I'm getting a thing of it's not necessary to throw the baby out with the dishwasher the dishwater. <laughs> so it's okay to let to allow your surroundings to transform with you. You don't have to start throw everything away and start over. Right. That's the include part. You know, the parts that have served me well and continue to serve me, I'm consciously carrying those forward into the new and adding to it. The places I'd rather not move forward with me, guess what? They're still part of me. So it's more about learning to recognize and integrate those parts into the newness. So that becomes the art of self-mastery. The art of self-mastery, yes. Did you not say something this morning in Taizé about uh, the subconscious mind being like 95% of our experience? Yeah. That leaves only 5% right. to be conscious. And it seems like transformation has a lot to do with taking some of that subconscious awareness mm -hmm. and making it conscious. Absolutely, and we can absolutely do that. What are some of the ways that we take, that we can actually reveal, unveil, 
those shadow places. Shadow not meaning bad, negative, meaning unknown. Observation. Observation. Attention. Attention. Meditation. Meditation. Affirmative prayer. Affirmative prayer. Watching Groundhog Day over and over. <laughs> Watching Groundhog Day over and over and over again. <laughs> Mindfulness. 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 Yeah. Surrender and acceptance. Surrender and acceptance. I had a thought earlier about um, the earth turning. Mm -hmm. and and how that expresses the dimension of time. And so it shouldn't be something that I'm afraid of because it's happening right. all the time. Yes. <laughs> Not to be a play on words on that, but the, if you look at the Earth, as satellites have shown us pictures of the Earth, we only see one dimension of it, but there's the other side of the earth that is right. constantly revealing itself. Right. And isn't time and change one of the same thing? It's a good metaphor for us that there's that conscious side that we can see, that we acknowledge, that other people can see, and then there's that part of us that we're not even aware is there. It's in that shadow. But over time, it can be revealed as we attend to it, as we pay attention to it. So there's another thing about real transformation. It requires us to get to know what our default stories are, because we all have them, and loosening our grip <coughs> on the stories. Sticking to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? That's one of my favorite questions. Yes, it is. <laughs> that or, is that your affirmation for today? <laughs> so getting to know the default stories, listening to either in our heads or what's coming out of our mouths, particularly the things that come out over and over and over and over again. What seeds are we planting? Are we planting seeds of transformation or are we planting seeds of stuckness? Stuckness doesn't sound, it's a good word, but it doesn't feel very good, does it? No, it doesn't. So there are tools, and we've just talked about tools for transformation. <coughs> Paying attention on purpose, being in the present moment on purpose, non-judgmentally paying attention and being present, fully present to whatever is before us. Seeing things as they are and not how we would prefer them to be. That's a radical kind of honesty about what's happening. What is really happening here, factually? actually in front of me. Not taking sides in the push-pull of the mind. No sides. It just is. Whatever is before me simply is. Can I be in that space of allowing it to just be for the time being and present its own solutions or its own path? 
self-awareness, internal and external. Self-awareness is the key to transformation. It leads to self-regulation. Isn't that something we teach our kindergartners and our preschoolers? And yet we become adults and still there are areas that all of us have trouble in self-regulating. Do as I say, not as I do. Do as I say and not as I do. Does that ever work? Self-awareness leads to insight and compassion and to empathy. And all of these things lead us to greater wisdom. And all of these things are already inside of you. You don't have to go looking for them outside of yourself. They are the God within you. You have everything you need to successfully navigate any amount of change, any amount of transformation, no matter how big it looks. <coughs> if you can learn to differentiate between human mind, divine mind, and consciously move yourself closer and closer into alignment with, some would call it divine mind, some would call it God's will, with what God wants to have happen. Different people have different language. But the closer we get to that, the easier life becomes. So moment by moment catching yourself, when the human mind is in control, can you catch yourself? Can you stop? Are you willing to stop? Sometimes we're just in this self-righteous place and we just want to be right and that's just the way it is and I'm not hearing anything. Blah, 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 blah. How that doesn't that work for you? How does that work for you? Right. Exactly. That has never worked well for me. I don't know about you guys. So I actually have Gary's Bible quote right here. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Not just see it, but prove it. What does it look like to prove that higher will? It shows... Um, I think to me it means that you're you're demonstrating that that's a better way. You're demonstrating that that's a better way. You model it. You modeled it. You've embodied it. Kind of like my guru says, it's, you do it scientifically, scientific healing affirmations, mm -hmm. and you find out for yourself that it's truth. Yes. That works because someone telling you doesn't make it so for right. you. We're a very scientific-minded culture. So prove it for yourself. Try it out. Whatever it is is before you. Try it out. Does it work for you? And if it doesn't work for you, are you giving it your full um, attention and energy? Sometimes we can try something, sort of, except for this little part over here. <laughs> And then say, no, see, that didn't work for me. So then you're talking about commit. Commitment. Ooh, another C word. 
change, <laughs> commitment. I love those words. Letting go of the process. Letting so go. So here's of another the C word: letting go of control. Oh, letting go of control. <laughs> or the illusion of control. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> she caught herself. <laughs> the illusion of control. Because we're never in control. We only think we are. You know, there's, there's an aspect of uh, renewed, renewed by, you know, transformed by the renewing of your mind. That speaks to the Buddhist idea of beginner's thought. Beginner's mind, yes. It's just, you know, let go of all preconceived notions about what the divine will is mm -hmm. or what the way is and, and just start from a blank slate. Start from ground zero. Yeah, beginner's mind. The illusion of control. We do like to feel like we know what's going to happen ten minutes from now. And that we have control over it. And figure out how we're going to make that happen. And how we're going to make it happen. But in reality, none of that is really true. So it's not really true that um, we're going to go have a chili cooked up? <laughs> well, that's, no, that's, that's all of our vision in the moment. But, you know, we if... We can make it happen. We can, assuming we don't have an earthquake and the building cave in or something like that. I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen. We can have plans, but you got to have room. God. There you go. Right. Make plans and leave room for God. Yeah, who's God doing the control? Is it is it you or is it God? It's always God. I believe that there isn't whatever you want to call it. Some people, when you say God, see a, a man with a beard and a robe in the sky. That isn't my vision of, of God. It may or may not be for you. But whatever, however you see that, there is an infinite intelligence at work in whatever form you see it. And it's that that I'm speaking to when I say God. Whatever that intelligence is that that <laughs> knows all, that is ever present, so all knowing. By a mirror. By a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the confluence of and all the energies that exist in this universe. <laughs> our energies individually, our in collectively, and the energies in the in the physicality of atoms and molecules, and I mean, there's a whole confluence of stuff that comes right. in each moment. And that, do you believe that that, in, that highest intelligence runs through all of that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because it's energy, and that's mm -hmm. what energy is and does, but it takes different forms and shapes right. and appears in different ways. <coughs> so going back to this quote from Romans 12, the way I like to look at it is don't let the, your senses control you. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't let the physical, material world control you. Don't let your senses control you. Don't be led around by your nostrils, as my mother would have said. Do not allow the material world to determine who you will become. It's not up to the world. But move beyond your current form, whatever, where are, wherever you are in your evolution as a human being right now, a spiritual being. Go beyond your current form by changing whatever beliefs do not serve you so that they align more closely with divine mind, God mind.
those things that will serve you with what some call God's will. But that would be renewing the mind. That's the renewal. Yes, that's the renewal of the mind. Or reprogramming, rethinking about the connections. Yeah. Or clearing it out to the best of your ability and allowing that which comes to come. Insight, inspiration, newness, renewing your mind can be allowing your mind to be filled with a higher way, a higher idea. So let's support one another in living lives of graceful transformation. I always insert the word graceful because when you say bring it on, you better say bring it on gracefully. I have forgotten that word in the past and learned. I just want to go back for a moment to speaking about God because I have a hard time using the word God uh-huh. and you're speaking of grace and in my prayers and thoughts and thankfulness I always change God to grace thinking yeah. grace is within beautiful the God figure is always yeah. what comes to mind that's why I'm trying to shift that because that right. doesn't settle within my heart so. right yeah no uh, grace is a beautiful word to plug in for God That God image that's separate from us was a hand, hand-me-down from the Greeks. It was Zeus. I mean, that was the God of the Greeks at the time. The flowing beard and the robe and the scepter and the up in the sky. And it, the image got passed down and mixed with the traditions of the Jewish people. And, and, that, and the Babylonians. And, and yes. The, the, yeah. And the Syrians and all Yeah. There were all of those gods, and many of them, they were separate. They, it wasn't a oneness. It wasn't an idea of oneness in any of those traditions at the it time. It was a misinterpretation of spiritual capacities. Oh, and they all yeah. labeled this god, that god, right. this god, yeah. as opposed to... It was, a, it was a projection rather yeah. than right. yeah. revelation. We still have that alive today. In the Hindu tradition, we have all of the gods, the minor gods, but they're actually qualities of spirit is what they represent. And how many um, transcended Catholics do we have here? (laughs) Okay. So the saints all represent God qualities. When you're praying to Mary, you're not praying to Mary as the overarching all that is God. Mary is a representative of some of the qualities of God. The same is true in all of for all of the saints in the Catholic tradition. So, yeah, we still have that alive, and we understand the difference in those cases. So, so let's support one another in that graceful transformation, gracefully bringing it on, gracefully saying yes to what comes. And join me as we close in prayer, holding this affirmative prayer for yourself. Hmm. There is only one infinite power and presence, one divine mind expressing itself as me, as you, as everything we see, as all that cannot be seen, 
as everything that we know and all that will never be known. Though I appear as an individual with my own human mind, as do you, I know that in truth my mind is an expression, an emanation, a representation, an individualized expression of the one mind. As an emanation of the one source made in their image and likeness, I have all that I will ever need to gracefully move from one stage of life to the next. Who I am becoming, I already am. And always have been at a soul level. I accept that each stage of transformation is simply the act of allowing all that is here to serve me to move through me. In this holy moment, I set the intention to open, to expand, to grow, and transform. Allowing Spirit's energy to move through me, allowing Divine Mind to fill me. I feel and know my oneness with the power moving through all things. And it is the power to transform. And as I am changed, so is everything changed. I leave my positive imprint on the future of humanity and our world. Thank you, God, for the awareness to consciously co-create with you to wisely use my human mind to allow myself to align with your infinite wisdom. And so it is with a deep sense of gratitude for this life, for this community, and for all of the gifts of this and every day, I release this prayer, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that it has already been answered. And so I let go, and I let God, and so it is. Amen. Oof, that feels good. So each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good, should you choose to. If you are at home, you can go to mysticheart.org to use our donate button or to find our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program that for those who would like to make a heartfelt monthly contribution in support of us so that we can more effectively plan for our growth. And you can find more information about that on our website or talk to one of us about it. So as we move into this time of giving, I invite you to hold these words that we affirm together close to your heart and know how much we appreciate your gifts. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love 
blessing it and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. Amen. So enjoy Mr. Kip Moe and Daryl Hall, Inside Outside. Yeah, that's cool. Let's add the bass. I think that sound pretty good. Let me put that in there. Then I might start singing, my bad. Everybody talking about what they ain't got Could and should have and have not Even the pocket money people Living on the hill They got an empty feeling that they can't feel How could the answer be any clearer? The only place to look is in the mirror Cause what's on the inside is on the outside What's on the outside be on the But you can't hide Whatever's on the inside Is on the outside Wait a minute I'm looking for some, some Somebody to play Every five the moment They were all the same Got me a guru trying to get me some help He said, I can't help you, you got to help yourself Let me remind you of a well-known fact When you point one finger, three point back Cause what's on the inside, yeah. be on the outside What's on the outside, is on the inside Where you could run, but you can't
that joyful energy, I pause for a moment to say thank you. Thank you for all of the gifts and thank you for the energy that each one brings here today. Whether in the person in the room or in the Zoom, on Facebook or watching for it afterwards. I am grateful. I give thanks for all of the gifts and the work that I know they will do in the world. I give thanks for what already comes to us in the forms of farmers market goods going to people who really need to eat bread and all of the things that I know will be coming. So right here in this moment, I just say thank you with the deepest, deepest gratitude. And so it is. So, this just in regenerative agriculture. Regenerative agriculture is a set of farming practices that increase biodiversity in soil organic matter. Currently, most agricultural practices are devastating to biodiversity. Even organic agriculture, while not as bad, still does more harm than good. Regenerative agriculture is a way to reverse this trend to actually make a positive impact on the land. So what does regenerative agriculture actually involve? Answering this question is actually pretty tricky, because the practices that work best largely depend on the land that's being worked with. So the variety of different practices border on infinity, a bit more than this video can cover. However, let's look at three common forms that regenerative agriculture can take. The soil is full of organisms which are helpful for plants. Some convert soil nitrogen into a plant-usable form. Some bring water to the plants that would otherwise be out of reach. Others loosen and aerate the soil, increasing water absorption and allowing plant roots to penetrate deeper. When soil is turned over by a machine, most of these organisms are killed, so the crops must rely on chemical fertilizer, which ends up leaching into the water. Central to no-till farming is to not do that. Instead of tilling, plant cover crops whose roots break up the soil. Let the worms aerate the soil and bring down nutrients. Keep the soil covered with an organic mulch, which will break down over time, adding more organic matter to the soil. From the release of methane to clearing forests for pasture land, cattle raising is known for being very environmentally destructive. But this is not inherent to grazing animals. If the right practices are put in place, enormous amounts of carbon can be sequestered into the ground, soil can be built, and even desertification can be reversed in a matter of years. Here's how it works. The growth of grass tends to start slow, accelerate, and slow down again. This middle area is where it accrues the most biomass the most efficiently. If it's eaten before it gets to this point, its growth will never speed up. This is what happens with traditional pastured animals. They eat all the grass, which doesn't have the chance to grow back fast enough before getting eaten again, and we have overgrazing. This leads to soil erosion, drought, and desertification. But if the animals are kept in a tightly packed herd, like they used to be in nature, the grass has time to grow before being eaten. All that biomass in the grass is carbon that comes from the air. Not all of the grass gets eaten, however. Some of it gets pooped on and trampled, which ends up creating the perfect conditions for new topsoil to be built. This ends up happening incredibly quickly. This is one of the most complex and location-dependent practices there are. I will therefore be overgeneralizing a bit. 
It always starts with observing a local forest and the relationships between everything in it. The plants, the animals, the fungi, the landscape, the soil, the water. And then recreating these relationships in a way that's just as ecologically resilient, but produces more food. Food forests are often thought of as comprising seven layers. The root layer, the ground cover layer, the herb layer, the shrub layer, the low tree layer, the high tree layer, and the vine layer. Every one of these layers either produces some sort of food or medicine, or is in some way helpful to the system as a whole. The plants are mostly perennials and include as many native species as possible. These three examples of regenerative agriculture, plus all the rest of them, all have something in common. Whereas in conventional agriculture, you seek to create as many of one thing as possible, in regenerative agriculture, you seek to create as many relationships between things as possible. You are one of those things. What sort of relationship with the land do you want to foster? Just to let you guys know, we are now working on our second acre of farmland to be regenerated by farmers <clears throat> with the support of the farmer's footprint. So when you put money out there on those little baskets for lunch and stuff like that, this is where it goes now. If there is anyone here who needs prayer, I am here, I will be here. And if you would like to have a little bit longer time, if you'd like to talk to someone else, our information for all the practitioners is on the back of your program. It is listed. It's by the door. It's listed on the website for those of you who are on the Zoom room. Zoom room. You guys can call me if you're not here in the room. If you need us, we're here for you. And I think everybody here probably has already filled out one of the cards over there for uh, being on our mailing list, but there are also prayer cards over there. So if you don't want to talk to me in person, you can just fill out one of those cards, put it in, the, in an envelope, and stick it on the prayer tree. That's what I'll pray for you. <laughs> so please join, me and join us now for the closing song, and then Chili. It appears that at this moment we're still going to have chili. <laughs> so far, so good. We even have vegetarian. Vegetarian. We have a chili verde with chicken and cashew and wild rice chili. We have all kinds of chili. Too. Mm -hmm. We better sing us out. Hurry up. <laughs> Hand in hand to see the light, we take a stand and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your paths and set it free and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, now breathe it in. Truth come through you, make it flow to you, let joy renew.
enjoy this wonderful fall weather.